podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. My name is Trev Downey. You know that already. You know where I live. It's very wet here. It's so wet here, in fact, that I had to take two detours home because all the roads are flooded. That's what it's like to live in beautiful, rural, flooded Ireland. And that's where I'm podcasting to you from. Joined this evening by my usual muckers, Cam Branch and Lisa Marie Hanahan. And we should pause for a minute to listen to the speaking computer clock, which is going to tell us which episode today's is. Welcome to episode 380 of the Anfield Index podcast. I don't know about you, Cam, but it sounded to me like the computer had a bit of cold today. The computer has a virus. The computer has a fall. (laughs) Right. That's it. Pot over. We should finish. We should wrap it up on that. That's a gem. The the title of the show done. Yeah. Pot has a virus. Pot has a virus. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah, the, computer vi- the computer does have a bit of a cold, thanks to child number three, but that's okay. Blimmin' children. Uh, I know, right? I it's know. from spending all that quality time with her last weekend at the dance competition. So, Which, which you love. I will hear you speak no ill of it. Um, <laughs> at least, at least, at least not. She, was, she was relatively pleasant last weekend i really only wanted to kill her about once which is significantly down from the 10 to 12 times that it it generally is in those weekends so yeah (laughs) maturity maturity is a wonderful thing and uh it's absolutely lovely to hear you both um uh, back in the uh, saddle again with the three of us it's nice to have the team all here uh, as we have a serious week ahead and a good week to look back on. And I don't know what you think about this, but um, I know you're both very competitive types. Um, and I thought I'd start with a quiz. How do you feel about starting with a quiz? It's a very relevant contemporary Liverpool style quiz. Absolutely. We haven't had a quiz in a while. No, we haven't. This is just one question. I oh, want it's you... just one question. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 kind of like you need to think about it. And okay. um, then I'll, I will tell you whether you're right or not. Now, I'm almost going to insist. I think I should insist on you putting your cameras back on, but I won't just in case our sound quality drops. But absolutely no using of phones. If I hear any tippy tappy in the background, I'm coming down the airwaves at you. So this is all based off your own feeling, good instinct, previous knowledge, whatever happens to be. So in the week that's gone, we've seen quite a lot of Liverpool youth coming to the fore and doing bits in a way that's very, very encouraging altogether. And I want to pick out four of them. Bobby Clark, Jaden Dans, Lewis Kumas, 
and James McConnell. And those four, again, Bobby Clark, Jaden Dans, Lewis Kumas, James McConnell, what I would like you to do is place them in order of seniority in age. So start with the youngest, <laughs> start with the youngest, finish with the oldest. And I want your four in the order you think. Now, I'm literally just going to go and give you about five or six or ten seconds to think about this. What are the names again? Uh, Clark, Dan's, Clark, Dan's, McConnell and Kumas. All right, you want us to go youngest to oldest or oldest to youngest? Youngest to oldest. Okay. My God, it's like being in the classroom and you have to answer the same question 17 times. It's amazing. So, youngest to oldest, Clark, Dan's, McConnell, Kumas. That's the ask. What do we think? And um, the youngest is oh, oh, Cam's McConnell. Going, Cam's, going, Cam's going young, McConnell, then who? McConnell, then um, uh, Clark, Dan's. Who's the other one, sorry? Kumas. 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 Okay. Um, Dan's. Clark. I could have got the first two the wrong way round. Okay. I can tell you you've won right. See that that's good. Lisa <laughs> <laughs> Marie, go for it. Um all right, youngest, Kumas, then okay. Dan's, then McConnell, then Clark. And I can tell you you have zero right. Oh. <laughs> Does that mean I win? And I am now the new AIP pod quiz master champion extraordinaire. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Jaden Downs is 18 years of age. Uh, his birthday, January 16th, 2006. Oh my Jay, God. Uh, Louis Kumas. is 18 years of age. His birthday, September 19th, 2005. Bobby Clark. Uh, 19 years of age. He's February 2005. Uh, James McConnell is 19 years of age. He's September 2004. Okay. I couldn't remember McConnell and Clark. I knew we're, we're both 19. I just couldn't remember who was older. All I know is McConnell looks like he's younger than my 14-year-old daughter. But That's anyway. why I thought McConnell. <laughs> yeah. No. Because really, really the first does. time he came on, I mean, this is like back in the fall, and I remember messaging Trev going, he looks like he should be doing geometry homework in the dressing room at halftime. So I honestly, looked him up honestly. and then I'm like, oh, my God, he's actually. Older than my my one son, I mean, by just a couple months, but yeah. Do they still uh, have um, geometry classes? Oh, come, of course they have geometry. <laughs> yes, my daughter is currently taking geometry, but she's why, why did you, they don't, I know. I mean, I don't remember my kids doing geometry. They did maths. Do geometry. I'll tell you who's definitely doing geometry is Trainioni. Yeah, right. <laughs> Trainioni. And the, the, the hilarious thing about Trey is when he came on, he played like a, a, a seasoned pro. He was looking for the ball. He was fantastic, like all those kids were. But he they is, he's literally are. only 16. This guy was born, some weird style. He was born like four days before or after Fernando Torres signed for Liverpool. He was born on the 30th of June, 2007. Yes. I mean, quite frankly, that's ridiculous. 
And, and, you and, know what was fun about this is, so my oldest was kind of watching the game with me on, on Wednesday. And, you know, as he comes on, I said, Rory, he was born in 2007. So when my 21 going on 22 year old is like, oh my God, I feel old, you know? <laughs> I feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, remember, we've got, we've got Cade Gordon, Callum Scanlon. You know, yes. those two boys are 19 each, I think. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the list goes on after that, of course. But I just, the, the most hilarious thing for me was Trey coming on, playing like he did, like a seasoned pro. But it's not that he doesn't even look 16. You remember Wayne? No, he looks when, like he's when, about 12. When Wayne, Wayne Rooney came onto the scene as a 16-year-old, he looked around about 45. He was like he was like that darts player guy. You know that darts player kid who's 18? Luke. He's 18 like, that everyone, yeah. Yeah, he looks older than me, basically. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> what, what the, what's happening here? But Trey looks, yeah, you're right. He looks about 11. He looks about I mean, 11. He came on and, and Rory did. He goes, he can't be Mary Kristen's age. And I looked at it and that's, I'm like, uh, he's, he's older than your sister by two years. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> there you go. He has that look. It's been, it's been such a cool week for all of the reasons, um, that you can imagine. But I want to start off with the first piece of silverware. We were looking ahead to it the last time and hoping it would be a thing that happened. Um, oh, it, I want to, about that you cut up I on me about our pod last week you, you you cut up on me there man you'll have to start again would you say i said i want to gloat about our pod last week yes please do i i thought you might go for it i just want to say last week we, we were very much talking about obviously what would happen what the final would be about what what could happen and we very much focused on the youngsters we very much focused on the crowd and it, i almost didn't i say something about wouldn't it be glorious about one day if it, we had x y and z finishing a game for example yeah and it was yeah. all of that last week wasn't it on sunday it, it was almost like me and you were Nostradamus and, you know, reincarnated. <laughs> well, actually, wow, Trev, I mean, you did that with yours and um, Carl Match's predictions, the Luton game, and then now, I mean, you really are. You, we're just going to have to set you up a, a tent at the county fair. It does feel yeah. a bit like that, you know. I mean, uh, um, there's a, <laughs> a pal of mine that I went to college with. He told me he told me that his granddad made a couple of predictions in a row about the weather, you know, uh, just kind of a little bit random weather predictions. When people were expecting rain, he said, no, it's going to stay dry. And it did. And it was really unseasonal. He did this twice. And then I think on the way to mass or something like that, we are talking Catholic Ireland after all. He said that he felt it was going to snow and they were like, this is ridiculous. So it happened. He made three incredible weather predictions in a row. And he was sitting around the table with um, his wife and my mate's dad um, and the, his siblings, right? Um, and they were all sort of sitting around looking at their dad. And he was looking really, really angst-filled and sort of terrified looking. And he turned to his wife and he said, God help me, Margaret. Am I a prophet? 
I, I, I'll never forget that. But I did have a feeling. I did have a little bit of an Nostradamus feeling myself. Yeah, getting the score lines was something. But getting the getting the conversation right. Because, listen, the point I'm sure that you're making there, Cam, is that all of us were really assuming that at least one or two of the three guys that we had been dangled in front of us in Nunes, in, in Dom, and Mo, at least one of them or two of them would be available from the bench. And then there was nothing. And it just, mm. it felt almost comical going into that with the squad that it was. And yeah, let's go to the moment, Cam, um, where that really crystallized, which was right at the end of the 90, 80 something minutes. And he brings on that bunch of kids. Um, to go with the other bunch of kids and you're thinking <laughs> what the hell is happening here you know we end the match with Kwanzaa and people now want to just talk about Kwanzaa like he's some sort of season pro the fucking guy just played this is the first season playing yeah. uh, so he counts 100% he counts um, and I remember thinking at the time and this is the question I wanted to throw at you in relation to what you were saying this is either the most ballsy and arrogant thing in the world ever and he'll be called on it uh, either way, or this is a lad who's literally retiring a couple of the seasoned hands because he's actually decided, you know what, at this point, the the Nottingham Forest game is probably a priority and half an hour more in their legs is not good. I, and honestly, at the end of it, I don't think it was either of those. I actually think it was just a matter of these guys are in rhythm, they're doing well, let's see what they can do. Now, it paid off in a way that they could, he couldn't have expected camp. Those kids, mm. that team, took control of that match in the extra time against all of those high-profile, high-money-value, granted young players, because we heard a lot of that shit from Chelsea fans about average ages, and they just they dominated. I mean, take me through your thoughts on that, Cam, and I'll go to Lisa Marie then afterwards for hers. It wasn't about average age, you know. I mean, I'm sure the stats show that Chelsea's average age was actually uh, over the whole 90 and for the first 90, uh, sorry, for the first 90 was actually younger. The starting average age was younger and the average age of the, the team that finished Chelsea was probably actually younger. It was actually about experience of the players. Now, the youngsters we brought on, had no experience whatsoever. Very, very little compared to what the Chelsea team were. The Chelsea team had gone to Man City and they'd got a brilliant 1-1 draw there. That's what we manage. So they, you, you could say that Chelsea's, and, you know, I forgot, had a really strong team. Chelsea were the favourites on the day. The, the starting 11 that started against our staff, they were they, on paper... They were favourites, and, and on paper, they should have won the game. They had the opportunities to win the game. We had opportunities to win the game. Cuevan, um made some fantastic saves, and there was people questioning Cuevan whether he would do this, that, or the other. I think it was it McConnell. Um, it is McConnell, isn't it? Youngster who came on in the 75th minute. Mm. And I think from the 81st or the 81st minute, but whatever, it, but from a certain point onwards, he actually had more touches than any other player on the pitch over the whole 120 minutes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You know, that. that sh I mean, yes, you know, you can say 
tiredness crept in and they were fresh and you know that that would have had an impact and and, and you're right it would have but ultimately we took advantage of that our youngsters took advantage of that they went in there and they showed heart and spirit and not only that they showed skill and they showed understanding of the way that we play the game it wasn't just a question of let's just throw these youngsters on and just hope for the best this shows and it goes back to again what we were talking about last week about how the youngsters um who are coming through the academy youngsters it's very much about if you're going to fail at this club fail playing football don't fail for being a prick you know don't be stupid yeah, let it be on footballing talent. They showed they've got the talent, yeah. Now, it's a question of going forward, how many more minutes they get in, you know, between now and the end of the season, how they develop, how they progress. And again, as we said last week, these some of these players are going to save us millions. They are going to save us millions in transfer. And there's no better feeling than a, a youngster coming through and showing what he's about. How excited is everybody about Connor Bradley? Nobody's talking about buying a right back in the summer now. Not a word. Suddenly mm. we have a yeah, we've got a right back that who's who can suddenly do a job. And actually, the right back who has that job is thinking, I might not have that job much longer. So you know, he, he's been a re- revelation, and he's taken his he's taken his opportunity with both hands and both feet. And that's what these young young kids are going to do. And it's just glorious. It's just brilliant. It's, it's wonderful to see. I mean, how, how can you not be anything but over the moon about what is happening with these kids? I mean, young Dan's the two goals he scored the other night. Brilliant stuff. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Just going to set him up fantastically. It's great. It, fe- it feels, doesn't it, Lisa Marie, that, um, you know, as Cam says, these guys actually have probably enough about them to make an impact, to uh, somehow stay the course maybe not go out the lone route at least some of them it feels a bit like you know we've seen youngsters come through before and they have promise but none of them really impacted in the way that these guys have and i would include um ben doak in that um and it could be coincidence or it could be something a little bit more than that because there there is a, a presence when you watch young McConnell play in terms of wanting to take the ball and bravery. Um, Bobby Clark has it too. Cam mentioned Jane Dans and the sort of natural instinct he has. Those Both of those goals are outrageous in terms of their um, 
execution the second one was 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 instinct and 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 that's a vital thing for a striker and the first one was just beautifully taken um, which is technique another vital thing for a striker um and Connor Bradley, we've all watched him pull up trees and he's been asked to play in about three or four different positions already. Uh, and the young lad, Kwanzaa, who is already to the manor born, slotting in alongside either Ibu or Virgil, like he was made for the role. And it does feel as if most of these guys will hang around. Lewis Kumas, we haven't seen enough of him in the first team, but you know, starting with a goal, we'll, we'll, that's all right. So it just, it, 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 it it's... Like Cam says, it's a very. I know you like your positivity, and it does give a very buoyant feel to what could have been a very tragic, dark period as we were approaching the end of the Klopp era. It actually feels as if this is going to be exciting to see what Klopp has left behind. It's about the mindset, isn't it? I mean, it's it's the mindset of not just these these players, these young players, but the mindset that runs through the club from, you know, from, uh, you know, from what we can tell from top to bottom, you know, Klopp has set the tone, you know, across the board for not just the first team, but for, for the Academy and involving those Academy players, you know, in the first team as much as he has. So it's, it's the mindset I think is, is, you know, if you're looking for the difference in, you know, which where you started with Cam is, you know, our young players versus the Chelsea young players. And to me, it's the mindset and it's the leadership. Our captain, Virgil van Dyke, is there a better one anywhere? No, their captain, Ben Chilwell, don't get me started. Because um, <laughs> I won't say nice things and, you know, I, I'm generally a nice person. So, um, yeah. Go on, yeah, stop. Go on, do it. <laughs> You know oh, man. I mean, you know, he's annoyed me in the past that, you know, the previous times we played him, played, you know, the Jan, you know, the, the game that you were at the match you were at, um, Trev, the end of January, he was, he just needed to be slapped then. And he, he really needed to be slapped, um, on Sunday. Um, I mean, come on, picking a fight with Connor Bradley, give me a break. Um, Anyway, you, nice, you know what? Nice I'll, captain you got there, Chelsea. I it mean, would, it wouldn't have ended well for him if that had no, gone it, full. It if wouldn't. that had gone just between the two guys, I'm sorry, Connor's putting him in box. That's just okay, simple yeah. as that, you know. <laughs> in fact, it's kind of a shame that it didn't get. You know, it wasn't allowed to to run the natural course of things, isn't it? Mm, mm. Um, but yes. So I mean, back to the point. Before I wander off into a tangent here, it's I I think. You know, when you're looking at the young Chelsea squad versus the young Liverpool squad, it's mindset and it's leadership. And we have got both of those things in abundance. And sadly, Chelsea, well, not sadly for us, but sadly for them, I suppose, Chelsea don't. They don't have either. You know, they're, and, and I mean, I don't think Pochettino is a bad manager. I mean, I think it's just the culture that is built at that club you know, over the last few years that it's it's going to take somebody extraordinary to, to overcome that and, you know, and set them on a, you know, on a right path. And, you know, let's hope that it doesn't happen because with the amount of talent they have, that if they were, if, you know, if the managers were switched and Jurgen Klopp was in charge of that group over there, I mean, think of what he could do with Caicedo and Fernandez and, you know, and some of those others players that they've paid millions upon millions of um 
euros or pounds or dollars or whatever for. It's a really good point. And, and you know, it's 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 impossible to feel any sympathy. That's the thing. Oh, I feel um, absolutely no sympathy whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, because it does feel entirely self-afflicted. And, and, and the bunch of lads that they have there, who knows what they're like. But again, um, I have a natural antipathy towards that lot. But I've, I've noticed this about myself. I seem to have an increasingly natural antipathy towards most clubs these days. Maybe I'm just getting grumpier as I get old. But it's interesting <laughs> to see. That's hard to believe. Yeah, I know, man. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cam. Um, yeah. but, but, <laughs> no sarcasm here, honestly. I know. I, know. <laughs> I can tell. But the 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 second chapter of 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 you know the the glory of our uh, you know production line was in the midweek, and um, it was a game against Southampton, which, quite honestly, I didn't have. A huge amount of anxiety about if we hadn't won it, but I'm so glad that we did. I'm now not really sure if I'm that arsed about a quarterfinal against Manchester United at their place. Oh, I am. And then, <laughs> but, but then the part of me that's been dominant all of this season, which is, ah, look, just have fun with it, is going, oh, that'll be fun. And it will be fun. Um, and it's going to be interesting uh, to see uh, how they cope. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how our lot cope, because you'd imagine, I don't think it's unfair to say, it's true to say, isn't it, that they have that left as a potential trophy. Isn't that right? Uh, I one. think, yes, that would be it. I mean, so, you know, unless so, everybody falls down and they're able to take the league, but yes. Yeah, exactly right. So, 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 top four and 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 um, and that is all they have left to play for. So they're going to be absolutely well up for this. And uh, well, they'll attack, won't they? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and their 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 manager's absolutely certain that you know they've got it, got it on the right track now. And Anthony's what he always thought he was, and so on and so forth. So it has to, it's set up beautifully, but. Let's focus on chapter two of the kids are all right, which was that win against uh, Southampton. And it was only when you looked at the bench, uh, Lisa Marie, in that one that you thought, oh, my God, uh, this is genuinely crash time here. And <laughs> it was the same. I had to look a couple of them up. I didn't know who they were. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the it's the same. A debut for Kumas. Uh, uh, um we we get to see a couple of goals from from Dan's. We get to see McConnell and Clark, and again, I think Clark is the one that's possibly going under the radar with some people. But that kid's got what it takes. He's really really confident on the ball and very progressive in what he does. And it's just uh, it, it was yet another sort of uh, it, it just it it just felt all the right kind of things positivity wise. You know, all the right signs. Because I think again, if you if we're being honest, the senior guys around them were were were, were excellent too. They were genuinely really really good. Like first half, Virgil did a super job of 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 kind of minding the shop, and then Ibu came on and did the same thing. And there's some great pictures of Ibu and uh, celebrating with Jaden Dans. And if it, I don't know if you saw the picture doing the rounds today of Jaden sitting at the hoardings as a ball boy two years ago. Uh, with Ibu celebrating with Luis Diaz just in front of him. And you're thinking, holy shit, what a turnaround that is. That's like, a better one, you know. Oh, come on, what is it? Corner taken quickly. 
Is there? Yeah, that kid is. Yeah. Can you see him in it? He's there apparently. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We'll have to check that footage out. I did not know that. (laughs) Um, But like I say, Lisa Marie, like all kinds of positivity. I mean, there's everywhere you look, it's just a good news story. Uh, it, It it feels as if the the rest of the season sort of. I don't know. It's just the feeling I've had for the last few weeks is just that we feel a little bit galvanized. I was hoping that would be the effect of the, you know, momentous announcement. And it just has been uh, whether no matter what 11 is put out there, there's just a spirit to it. And it's, oh man, I'm hoping we can ride this wave all the way to the end of the season and, and, and knock over some more trophies. I don't know. I don't know how you're feeling in terms of your optimism around that. Okay. So where do you want me to go? That last one first. Okay. I mean, I I don't know how you can cannot feel optimistic after what we've seen in this last week. That that I mean, <laughs> it goes back to what I said before: mindset and leadership. I mean, these we've been kind of saying it a little bit all season that they whatever the team had you know, a few years ago to just dig in and pull things over the line that, you know, seemed to fade last season, it's back. And and I think these last couple of weeks have just shown that, you know, even more so. You know, it doesn't matter what what eleven are on the on the pit. They're they're going to fight till their dying breath. You know, age and experience don't mean much. I mean they do, but but it, you know, it, it, I don't fear so much, or at least I have it to this point that when you see some of these younger players, you know that they are going to give 120 plus percent effort and and everything to to do what they can to contribute to continuing, you know, to to push forward to that ultimate goal, which is four trophies for this, you know, by the end of the season. Again, though, you, you hear that you do hear the sentence you just said, and it should be a thing that's almost laughably impossible. I know, <laughs> but you, you, but you, you have, you have but the you same have... feeling I do, right? It's like it, it's like it's it's a kind of a, well, why not feeling? It's not what it is, really. Well, you know, it, I've said this, you know, when we've had these type of discussions in the past, and you know, I mean, it's kind of in my head. I will believe it's possible until it's not possible, you know, so yeah. Yeah. we we can pick up that FA Cup trophy, you know, I'm I'm going to continue to believe that until we get knocked out, you know, be it again, United in a couple of weeks or whoever, if we win that, whoever we, we face after that, um, I'm going to believe that there's a chance we can win the league until it is mathematically impossible that we can't win the league. Um, and you know, and the same, same goes for the, the Europa League competition, you know, I'm going to believe we'll win, we can win that until we can't, um, because these, this team has shown us that, you know, I mean, obviously injuries, ridiculous refereeing, you know, these things can all, I mean, we, we didn't really touch on that with the Chelsea game, but I mean, not only did we overcome, you know, the the young players we had on the field, but let's the ridiculous level of refereeing that went on as well. And we, we still managed to pull it over the line. So it's possible until it's not possible in my mind. 
that's the way to to think about it. I think, and Cam, you know, uh, you and I have both had what we both have, um, uh, as you'd call them, dirty manks in the family, in the immediate family, uh, and it can be hard to get away from. And it was hard to get away from it when they were crowing and doing so well back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think that I haven't been anywhere near as um, unbearable uh as 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 uh, some of the people that were, were that were in my life at the time since we've been doing well i would much prefer if we had been doing better in terms of trophy count but the two clubs have been just poles apart in terms of everything that's happened since Klopp came uh specifically and the upshot man is that like with the majority of football matches um, since it really clicked under Klopp in his second season, I I look forward to it thinking, yeah, we were better than them, um, and I think that now, regardless of what eleven we managed to cobble together, I would really, really like. We'll talk about it in a minute. Who's available and who's not? I'd really like to have a few of the lads back. But I don't. There's no. There's none of that angst. You know that kind of horrible angst you used to have against uh, before United games. You just couldn't really be arsed with the whole fucking feeling of it. I haven't had that for years, and it's not overconfidence. It's just yeah, yeah. We we should beat them, and it's a lovely place to be mentally, at least. No, I still have the angst. Um, it it's the one game I hate more than any other. It's the one game we have to do well in, regardless. Still, even though, even though, yeah, 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 maybe shown with sevens and fives and constant beatings of them. That yeah, because I don't say anything. I'm I'm not that much of a prick uh, to go and you know proper wind them up because I I think if I do that. I'll just get it back a, a million times worse. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I know. And I, and I just don't, I don't want that. So yeah. I, I sort of live in fear of like if I gloat, it's really going to come back and bite me in the ass. Because I'll give you a perfect example. We were playing United away. Ronaldo scores a penalty. My phone starts going off the hook. The game's at Old Trafford. Yeah. Mm. We beat them four-one that day. We beat them 4-1, and I rang, rang up the person who phoned me, and I said, anything to say now? And he goes, I've learnt my lesson. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the yeah. Stevie G kissing the camera, yeah, 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 Torres. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, great, the great kit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Andre de Sena. Even de Sena scoring, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, and we beat Real Madrid that uh, four days later as well, or, whatever, or whichever way round it was. So um, it was just like one of those, you know, and, and we weren't a good team, but we beat them. And this is what happens. It's it's always the other way around, usually. When you're not very good, you tend to beat the other team. And we used to beat them a lot when we weren't very good. Granted, they haven't really done that to us when they've not been very good. But it's just that fear. I just I just can't get it. I can't get away from it. Then, And like you say, I'd, I'd like some of the better players to be back. And um, I was actually thinking about the Man United Man City game this weekend, and um, I was uh, <laughs> um, telling my telling my uh, my daughter that whose whose boyfriend is a Man City fan, and we've got a function on on Sunday, uh, a family function, and 
I'm going to have Man City fans there and I'm going to have Man United fans there. And I said, regardless of whatever result it will be, whether it's a United win, a Man City win, or if it's a draw, I'm in seventh heaven. Because if United lose, I'm over the moon. If City lose, I'm over the moon because they've dropped points. If it's a draw, I'm still over the moon because City have dropped points. I said, regardless of what happens, it's a win-win for me this weekend on that game. And then they're going to be <laughs> sat in front of me while that game's on. And I'm going to be looking at them. Just gl- That's going to be the gloat. That will be the gloat because somebody is going to be hurt that day. And I'm just going to be happy. <laughs> Somebody will be hurt and you're going to gloat. Yeah. Uh, as you've gone from, it, it's it's wild how you can oscillate in one sentence. You, you, I know. You, you I went know. From, from, you know, Coach Taylor, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose, to fucking, someone's <laughs> yeah, going to but, but the thing is, I will, that's I will not, revel in it. Yeah, but that's not Liverpool losing, though. That's the point there. It's when it's the Liverpool game and then it's, if we lose that game, a draw you can just live with, like the nil-nil earlier this season. The only game we haven't scored in this season. How mad is that? Yeah? Yeah. So that I can't live with. But when it's those two and they're all going to be in front of me, Fucking bring it on, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully you'll be able to do that from a from an even more gloaty position of having beaten Nottingham Forest. And that, of yeah. course, is the immediate challenge ahead of us. But let me just point out that we have Forest on Saturday, which at this point is still is only 19 hours away, according to the official website. Then we have Sparta Prague away in the first round of the next Europa League stage uh on the thursday night we travel back to play manchester city in anfield on sunday afternoon um quarter to four kickoff weird time and then we play in the europa league again the following thursday against sparta now, in that period of time, and you listen, you can say this for every single set of fixtures. I know you can. But in that period of time, we will either have, you know, cemented ourselves and retained our position, our pole position, or perhaps really absolutely underlined our pole position at the top of the Premier League and progressed in Europe. Or we won't. And it's going to be very interesting to see how that set of fixtures works out. And I have just realized, my friends, that it will be after all of those games I mentioned. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. 
So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. When we next speak, because next Friday, I'm kind of out of the loop um, with uh, stuff. Um, And that means that we would probably not have our opportunity to do our show unless we managed to cram one in on Saturday evening or something like that. So that's a lot of football to be played. So let's just look at that set of fixtures um, and look ahead to it. I'm sure most Liverpool fans are doing that anyway. The Forest one is too close for us to be getting too bent out of shape about. But I want to set it up by saying to you a few things that I got from the Kloppo presser. And he went on at length about an awful lot of their excellent players. Hudson-Odoi, he mentioned Awani, Alanga, Gibbs-White, Divock, of course, he mentioned as well. And you'd be a fool to, to, to do anything other than speak of them in um, that kind of respectful way that we've come to expect from Kloppo. And the thing about Forrest is they are sort of a little bit... They have their head and shoulders above water in that they have a four-point lead over Luton, who are in the drop zone. But, but Luton have a game in hand. So it's really possibly only a one-point lead. And that means Brentford, then, are really almost uh, only two points ahead of where uh, the drop zone potentially could be. So there's a lot of clubs could get dragged back into it. Everton are right there on the same amount of points. uh, And Bournemouth are only three better. But you would say, everyone would say, Bournemouth are going to be fine. Most people would say Brentford are going to be fine. I'm not sure. I I think it's all up for grabs down there. But it looks as if it's going to be between Luton and Forest for that third spot because Burnley and Sheffield United are pretty well cut off and of course Sheffield United I think are City's opposition this weekend or is it Arsenal's opposition this weekend um, always the way and these teams turn up against Liverpool because it, it feels like a cup final to them I don't know why it's the downside of being the most exciting team in the league um, and yeah, they the den- play Arsenal on Monday night there you go. That's also the the downside of having the style of play that we do. We kind of sometimes give teams a chance uh, to hit us on the counter attack. So all these teams are always up for it against us. But bottom line is, Forest will be no cakewalk at all. And if we go, Lisa Marie, to you on this, just a, a little bit of a reaction to what we're thinking about in terms of availability and all the rest. We know it's going to be Queeving Kelleher. We know we'll have the makings theoretically well <laughs> theoretically we should have the makings of a very solid defense there that's not something we have to worry about Dom Sabozlai the you might have listened to the presser or the post-match presser pod or something along those lines I haven't listened to anything I haven't heard anything I've got the article up here from the press conference um in front of me I did listen I did listen to Dave Davis's podcast so, so will you yeah. walk us through what is being said about the availability of Mo of uh, of Darwin and of Dom Zabozlai specifically because they're the guys who seem to be closest in line to coming back so I believe Darwin and um, Sabazlai were in practice yesterday, in today, so they should be in contention for tomorrow for Saturday's match. Um, Mo is not back in training yet, but he's real close per Jurgen Klopp. Did he say? Did he say? Um, and I, 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 full disclosure, I I knew that I didn't know the details, so thank you for that. Did he say? 
what it was that was ailing Mo Salah. He did not, or not oh. that I not that I remember hearing um, Dave say in the press in the in the podcast. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah disclosure, I, I w- it was on while I was doing other things, so it didn't necessarily have 100% of my attention. No, no, um, the, re- the reason I ask is that an awful lot of people have been um, expressing uh, frustration about the fact that they don't know what's well, with Mo. And, and this is complete, you know, whatever, because um, he mentioned that Robertson and Indo should both be back in training today. Um, Robertson, I think, though, has been out maybe because of illness. So, I mean, you know, it's that time of year, you know, hence my nasally voice today. I mean, it could be even that Mo just picked up a little bug on top of whatever he's been dealing with injury-wise. I don't know. He didn't say that. This is, you know, but hearing Klopp did say something about he hopes it doesn't spread to the rest of the team. So, you know, you just, it is what it is. Um, So, yeah, but Indo and Robertson should be back in training today was was the expectation. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've, again, just as we speak, have found something on the official website, um, just says Salah won't be involved, it doesn't say why, as you say, it says uh, Endo and Robertson, um, Klopp's unsure of their availability, and we saw uh, Endo go off after putting in a heroic performance in the cup final, I think he had a boot on, he was on crutches, and everyone was thinking, oh my God, not another one, having lost one during the final as well in Gravenberg. God love him. Um, but uh, he does, you you would be hopeful that if he can turn up at all, he will. Robbo, like you say, has been ill uh, and he is hopeful of the inclusion of, of Darwin and Dom. I was worried about um, Luis Diaz, actually, because he was holding the back of his tie by the end of the game uh, recently. And I was thinking, oh, my God. But him, McAllister, both of whom got kicks and stuff like that, they're all okay apparently, as well. He does say, and here's the quote that I was trying to build it up to. He says, I don't think Mo is too far off, but he will not feature tomorrow. And from there, we have to go. It's like touch and go. But I think next week, at any point, it is possible. He's on the way back, definitely, but not there yet. So, again, we're not 100% sure what it is all vague but at least we do have some sort of a timeline on it but it's very interesting cam and let me just throw this at you because regardless of the availability of endo who we really need um uh and robo who we could really do with although simicas i think has been excellent we still have and just listen to this list these are people who are unavailable to us tiago trent um allison curtis jones diogo jada joel matip uh, Ryan Gravenberg, Stefan Bacetich, and Ben Doak. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it really is, it's going to be the hard way, one way or the other, isn't it? You forgot Mo Salah. Yeah, well, I, I included him in our chat already. So. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying in, in your list. So um, I, I was counting, that's 10 players. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, Trev, ultimately. Um, we, we, we're, we're relying on other players to step up. Um, I'm not worried about their defence so much. I still think we've got enough in defence there with um, Cuevan in goal, Bradley right back, um, Ibu, Virgil, and then Sumikas. I think in midfield, we're probably looking at... We're probably looking at McAllister, Harvey, maybe. Um I think he's going to start uh, Bobby Clark. I think Bobby Clark will get his game. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a fair shout. Mm. And then up, up top, I think you'll, I think it'll be Lewis. I'm really struggling now who the other two would be who would it's, start. It, it'll be Cody and, and it'll be... Um, uh, Cody, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, and who else would you think? Well, I think I think I'm hoping it's going to be Harvey up there with. Them. I don't know that it but, will but be. But then Harvey. who's your who's your from who's your middle three then? I put Harvey in the middle three. Well, I I I'm like I'm I'm hoping that Endo might make it, but say he doesn't make it, I wouldn't be surprised to see him going with um with uh, uh, Alexis, uh, Bobby Clark, and McConnell, for example. Yeah, yeah, I think I so. Did, I don't I, know that I, Harvey will I start. I don't I don't think you would do the two of. Youngsters in the midfield start. I think I, it's gonna, it's it's a big just, ask. It, it is. It's just a big ask. I think I think he would rather play Harvey there. But Harvey's well, played a lot of minutes over the last few. Well, that's what I'm saying. Harvey yeah. played that whole game Sunday plus the whole match on Wednesday. So I mm. don't know that Harvey can start. I hey. think he'll be on the bench, but. I- Toddler energy. I don't think he'll start. We can't. He, he's going to have to start. There's no one else. <laughs> he's, you, he's, you, he's, he's got toddler energy. He'll be fine. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, well, it's, well, you should know. How is he? How is he? <laughs> it's the most likely, isn't it? Come on, mother. It, it is I the most likely said. he'll start in midfield. But I do think I would like to see him there alongside. If, if, if Endo's out, I'd like to see him there alongside, say, either McConnell or Clark and McAllister. And that even in and of itself is, that's going to be a big a big ask for those guys. But yeah. I would say, and this is my shout, this, I think that's what the midfield will be. Either either Clark or, or, or McConnell alongside um, uh, Harvey and, and Alexis. Yeah. But my shout is that he's going to go with uh, Jaden Dan's up top. I think he might get a start. Um, I think he uh, might, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just struggling to see who we could put in because that was the one player I was thinking. There's one. Oh, I've only named ten players there, so there is a there is there's one more to name in it, and that's all that's really left because this goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago when we were having the conversation about Mo against Brentford. And I said I don't want him starting. Yeah, and he he came on. Because he had to, because of the injury to Jota, and now look what's happened. But but if if he can start Dan's, and regardless of how it goes, the kid's going to be so up for it. But if we yeah. if if we have the luxury of having the mentalist on the bench, but then, that that's what I was going to say. We, yeah. we we we've got to have Dom and and uh, Darwin on the bench. They well, definitely we, need yeah. to be on the bench. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you're starting with, then you, yeah. you really need them back in the fold, and fingers yeah. crossed that'll be the case. Because there's no one else then, is there? You've got Kwanzaa, you've got um, Joe Gomez. Yeah, well, listen, the Joe Gomez as a, as a central midfield experiment was absolutely wonderful. It was awesome. He, he struggled, and then he was wonderful. And um, But he was better when... I didn't see the second half, so... But from what I can gather, he was, he was better great. Once, once McAllister came on. Yeah, he was great in the second half. But he was just... I thought I thought he grew into it. It was... He, he was... It was it was difficult to know what to do at the start. Yeah. To listen to to listen to Ali McCoy saying you'd think he wasn't doing any defensive work at all. I thought he, I thought he was excellent, and he really showed what a baller he is as well. I'm delighted with him. Oh, and he's like, a quality football player. You know, if he had to play there again alongside Alexis and Ian, I would rather I would rather put him 
say where I was going to put Harvey, then move Harvey up into the front three. Same, same man. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's Joe. He's just a good footballer. He'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but look, I, we we could talk and talk, and like I say, that game's nineteen hours away. By the time people hear this, it'll be. 10 One minutes away or yeah. 15 hours ago. Um, I want to just talk about something that's on the horizon, which is, of course, the Europa Games. And this will be, worst case scenario, a lovely distraction and something to give us a little bit of, um, you know, foreign glamour with the hope of a, a trip to Europe's most gloriously uh, cosmopolitan capital that is Dublin. Uh, of course, it would be wonderful if we could be part of that. And I, I just want to look ahead to it. Like, let's. I, I, I'm not arsed about any analysis of Sparta Prague because none of us, I think, are in a position to do much in terms of detailed analysis of Sparta Prague. And quite frankly, most people aren't. We'll just like say David Hendrick. Even Dave's not going to be giving you a chapter and verse in Sparta. But I will tell you this. uh, If we just try to assume that we're going to have enough to get past them, and like, there's no point in talking about it otherwise, uh, over the two legs, there's some really interesting opposition left then. Because Sporting play Atalanta, so you've got one or other of them is going to be in the draw. Roma or Brighton, which means one of them is out. Carabag or Leverkusen, that's not even a, it's, we know who's going to put there, yeah. right? So that's, a, so that there, there's the whole uh, story, t- uh, fairy tale, you know, jabby against um, Klapo, Dublin, blah, blah, blah. Milan against Slavia Prague. Slavia are second, Sparta are first. I think that's how it goes. Uh, the, Milan again. Now, I said to somebody earlier on during the week on one of the other podcasts, you know, I have this real desire to get to the San Siro before it's a done deal. And that means this season. And I'm thinking if we draw Milan and we have a game in the San Siro, I'll probably have to sell a kidney or something to get there because, <laughs> you know, that would, that would seem to be set in stone. Uh, West Ham are still in it. They play Freiburg. Benfica are still in it. They play Rangers. It'll be Benfica. Marseille and Villarreal, it'll be Villarreal. So there's a lot of really challenging teams ahead. And when you think about that, Lisa Marie, here's what I'm asking you to do. And this is just absolutely pure fantasy speculation. What would you, when you when you look at those games, can you envisage a road that you'd like? Do you have any? I mean, I, I think there's part of Cam Brain just saying, yeah, well, I, I hope Carabag stumble their way through and they get to the final and we play them in the final because they're the weakest team in it and we just beat the shit out of Carabag. And I, re- I think Cam's doing that because at least 53% of me is doing that. <laughs> However, there is also the fantasy angle, the, the joyous, oh, and that'd be great, the romantic, you know, this game, that game. Like I said, I'd love us to play Milan just so I could go there. Do you have a, a preferred route? Is there any pre- preferred opposition, assuming we do enough to get past uh, Slavia Prague? Or Sparta Prague, Rob? <laughs> I really don't. Um, I just want us to win. I know, <laughs> yeah, not, very, yeah, yeah. not very interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, I really don't. I, You know, I, I kind of hope that it isn't one of the other Premier League teams just because. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Just because. Um, <laughs> who, who could be arsed with playing West Ham in a semi-final in Europe? Right. Fuck off. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. So yeah, they can take each other out. That would be fine. Yeah. But yeah, but no, I, I do I do hope that it's not it's not one of the other teams is or the other Premier League teams. I think that's a really good angle. I'm glad I, I hadn't thought of that. I'm glad you brought that one up. What about you, can any dream opposition, uh, any particular dream tie you'd like in the final? Do you give a shit? Are you just bottom line, just get the trophy, it doesn't really matter? Or do you have any kind of, well, if we could do it this way, this would be nice? Um, I don't care who we get in the final, as long as it's not Leverkusen. In the oh, final. yeah. yeah. I think on, on a one game, I would possibly feel they could, they could beat us over one game. Um, I think you know, over a two games, a two-legged game, I think the Anfield factor, we would we would do them, no problem. Do you not think over over if we keep in separate half, halves of the draw that the two strongest teams uh, will have the most chance of getting to the final? So therefore, they are the most likely opposition if we manage to avoid them. Is it seeded? Is it is is that how it's done in the Europa? No, I think the, the, no, no. I mean that if we yeah. manage to avoid them in terms of the draw, like the next draw, I think is round. I'd, I'd I'd happily take them in any round, but not the final. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's my you. point. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want them in the final. If, if we're gonna have to play them, play them in a in a in a knockout game, two mm. games. Mm. Yeah, because I think over two games we beat them. I think on a one-off game, I I would be petrified of them. I yeah, genuinely I, would. I, I I haven't I don't know enough about how they I've play. I've just seen I, some of the football they've been playing, Trevor. It's just honestly, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's what I've seen, is. what I've seen yeah. looks fantastic. And listen, the and that, fact- that's what that's that. And then I look at that, and then I sometimes think, I know you know you can look at all the stats, this, that, and the other, and mm. how great we are defensively. I just see them cutting us apart. The very fact that they are where they are in terms of what they're doing in that league is spectacular achievement in and of itself. And the very fact that pundits are looking at the, the league with the amount of football that's yet to be played and with it theoretically, from what I've heard, Harry Kane having one of the best seasons a foreign player's ever had in in, yeah. in, in, in um in the Bundesliga. Uh, and people are looking at that and saying, "Yeah, it's it's Leverkusen's to lose." I mean, that that is in and of itself a remarkable achievement. I, I honestly, I, I see where you're going with the final thing, but I still do think um, I kind of, I kind of half of me would like that. I'd like to see Shabby's lovely, handsome, sad face at the end as we've <laughs> defeated him. Um, yeah, but then I would want that in a seventy thousand seat stadium with. 50,000 scousers in there as well. That's me being, you know, greedy. Do you do you not think that's what's going to happen when we get to the Aviva? Because it is. I, I'm just thinking of this. <laughs> the, the, there'll be, there'll be 70,000 outside. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the, the stadium size, unfortunately. This is what annoys me about the Europa, that they don't, the Europa don't treat the competition with the respect it deserves to be treated with in their choice of no disrespect to Cardiff and uh, sorry, Dublin and the Aviva Stadium. But can you imagine if it was Cardiff and the Millennium Stadium? I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. 
My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Oh, of course. Right. I, th- I think I think the Aviv is around 50, yeah. 52, 51, I was going to ask, 000. what is the capacity of the yeah, Aviv? Yeah, it's 51, 52,000, and it will be pretty much full. Of it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be 30, it'll be 35, 40,000 Liverpool fans in there. We know that. Um, probably 30,000, to be fair, because you that 20,000 are corporate seats, aren't they? Um, <laughs> you know, and they'll, they'll give 10 tickets to the Leverkusen fans. Um no, 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 like I say, I, I, this is, you know, it was like the same thing when um got to the final and it was in Basel. Basel. Yeah, but look, the thing about it is, it's in Dublin, right? They could have had a little word with our GAA cousins and tried to strike some sort of a deal for Croke Park, which is exactly. 82,000 people. There you go. You know, and that's a whole different ball game. And I'm exactly. sorry, Leverkusen would shit their pants with sixty thousand Reds. That, that, that's my point. I yeah. mean, I was, I was at. This was a long time ago. It was a Liverpool Barcelona friendly at Wembley, and mm. it was it was just about two hundred short of ninety thousand. I think there was only about two three hundred Barcelona fans there. The rest was Liverpool fans in that stadium. Honestly, Trev. When we did You Never Walk Alone before the game started, oh, my days. You thought LA, LA, LA was something on Sunday, yeah? Oh, my gosh. You, you Never Walk Alone when we were doing it before kickoff, yeah? The hairs on the back of your neck, the hairs on your arm. It, it was summer. It was a glorious day, you know? And it was just like, wow. Mm. Now imagine that in a competitive match where we really dominate. I mean, Leverkusen, sure, they'll bring, they'll, they'll easily sell their allocation 30, 40, 30,000, no problem. Yeah. Just imagine those German fans know how to make an atmosphere as well. I'm sure of it. I know Leverkusen, but I mean, the final would have been Dortmund, Liverpool. Oh my God. That would have been a dream final. But where are Dortmund who, you know, they don't exist anymore, do they? But um, yeah, I don't want them in the final. I just don't want them in the final. That's what comes down to. We have a lot of games between, like I say, uh, now and when we speak next, and we will be either further on in that competition and, like I say, sitting pretty top of the league. That City game is going to be a thing in and of itself. It might even warrant us doing something midweek just to justify our, our presence here because that is a huge game, and especially in the wake of the Forest one. So we might see what we can manage even if it is a half hour at some point um, before the Friday where I'm unavailable and see what we can do. But I want to finish the show today and I'm just aware of the clock again as ever. We are coming up as we speak on the hour. And I do want to finish with a non-football topic because we always do or we sometimes do at least. 
And uh, in the week, myself and Dave did our latest Buzz ca- uh, podcast. Um, well, we did. We recorded two, as we do back to back. That's a lot of talking, um, but what, that's pretty much our mo. That was gonna say, uh, really. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we did I know it's a stretch for the both of you. Yeah, it is. It's not easy. We did. Uh, we did um, the, a wrap up looking back on True Detective season four, but then we also did our top ten television cops. And so, before we finish, I want you to have a think about who would be. At least in your top two or three television cops, who would you give a mention to the best television cops? And it doesn't have to be. I'm not saying that the objectively the best your favorites is basically what I'm saying. Um, And if you like, I can give you a little sneak preview, give you the long list of some of the ones that didn't make it for me. Um, The ones that didn't make my top 10. You'll recognize these names come from British TV of your uh, Morse, Bergerac, <laughs> The Bill, oh and then God. you'll recognise these ones, Lisa Marie, as will Cam, Jim Rockford and The Rockford Files. That was a, such a huge show for me, and I have no idea why. I was way too young for it. TJ, <laughs> TJ Hooker, again, it's not a good show, but I liked it. Uh, and various other ones like that, you know, Starsky, the much lads like that, that I just remember from my childhood. But I'll save my top ten. Now, I've been rambling on enough and asked the question long ago enough that you must have some ideas in your head. And that's how I want to finish today, by getting a shout from you as to, if not your favorites, who you think, if you don't want to reveal that, who you think might have featured in uh, either of our top tens. So, Lisa, I'm going to start with you, as I think you're probably of the three of us, the least TV junkie-ish type person. So it might be a harder shed for you, but you do, you do have, you know, you can look back the years and pick one out as well. So what do you reckon? Well, I, I do watch my share of TV, but not so much the, uh, the, the police per se <laughs> shows. Um, but probably looking back, always, always like some Magnum P.I., um, oh, I never thought of Magnum. I suppose, yeah. Is he a cop? I mean, how he's, can you not? He's not he's a cop, well, though, is he? He's not a cop, you see. <laughs> I know. Well, he's not a cop cop, yeah, I suppose. Um, but, well, you could have Tom Selleck from uh, Blue Bloods. So. From Blue Bloods, yes. Well, yeah. I was I was segueing there, Cam, because um, yeah. I do like Blue Bloods. Um, Danny Reagan, yeah? I, I like the show, and I there there's just there there is something about Tom Selleck. I mean, he's obviously old enough to be my father, but still. Um, <laughs> All right, Monica, take it easy. <laughs> I, you know, and I like one that I do, and and I think I like it because you don't have to watch it. You, can, it's one of those shows that you can just catch an episode here and there. It always used to be on in reruns. It seemed like when I was traveling, is the Law and Order SVU, and um, so I like the original two investigators. And shoot, I can't think of his his character name. I could just think Christopher Maloney. Um, Stabler and Benson. Stabler, yes. Yes, yeah, Stabler and Benson. I, I do like them. I do like That's them. great. They're two good shows. I like that. I like that. What about you, Yeah, I want to tell you, I just posed this question via text to Mr. H. We'll see if he responds to me because oh, well, you know, he I mean, watches 
a lot of these shows. Also, we, we should value his opinion on this particular subject. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, I'll let you know if he gets back to me. Do, do, do. What about you, Cam? Where would you where would you go in terms of your top two or three or five or whatever you reckon? Well, I've got I've got three names for you, so I'm only going to do go. like a top go. two. They're actually a top two, but it's three names. So the first one is Starsky and Hutch. Really? Did, was that like a real favourite for you as a kid? Uh, loved it. Huggy yeah. Bear was the thing. Huggy uh, Bear was yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Starsky and Hutch was, was always the one. I mean, I was never like a Kojak or a Bergerac or, a, uh, you know, all the other ones or anything like that, or the Sweeney and uh, Zed Cars and, you know, you name it. Um, although I did have a thing for Dempsey and Makepeace, I must admit. Uh, but that's a different story, isn't it? Have I ever told you that I... I, I I've probably told you about seven times I did a, a scene with uh, Glynis Barber, yeah? Just just, just end the pod. Just go away. Don't ever call <laughs> me again. All right? We, we are no longer friends. <laughs> she was very lovely. She was very lovely. Uh, sorry, and who's your... Who's, uh, I'm sure. Who's Paul Starsky and Hutch? Who's Paul Starsky and Hutch? There's only one. Go on. Who, who must it be? Captain Raymond Holt. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ah, brilliant. See, I haven't watched that at all. Oh! Every, I mean, I know everybody I know who has thinks it's fantastic, but I have not watched it. It's probably the best comedy show ever. I, 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 my, my kids always trying to get me to watch it for ages, and then I can watch a couple. It didn't really sit right with me. But then my kid had put me onto Parks and Rec before, and I'd watch one or two of them, and it didn't really sit with me. No, and I, then didn't I, like, I didn't like. No, it. no, no. But, but I ended up loving Parks and Rec. I was gonna and say it, you right. love Parks and Rec. It's got, it's got Ron Swanson. So it's. it's I was gonna up. say Ron Swanson in particular. Oh no, no, Parks and Rec. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of um, South Park. Sorry, uh, Parks and Rec was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so I gave. Brooklyn Nine-Nine a second. Oh, no, Jake Peralta was fantastic in it. It, it, it is good, but man, he, that that character, Andre Brower, who passed this year, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Raymond Holt is amazing. He's just, just amazing. He's, if, you, if, if you don't get Raymond Holt, you may as well just forget everything. Don't watch TV. <laughs> TV is wasted on you. Oh, there you go. There you go. Two very contrasting type programs uh, in terms of the general go of them. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Starsky and Hutch. And uh, as for uh, Law & Order SVU, man, that's dark, but also... Ex- it is dark, oh, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that's interesting and you went for none of my top 10 you'll just have to have if you find the spare time at some point have a listen and see what you think of our lists you can uh you know go on Monday when I'm driving to Hull excellent (laughs) look forward to hearing your feedback we have uh between now and when we speak next Nottingham Forest tomorrow we will have Sparta Prague and then we may get a chance to speak before City and then it will be Sparta Prague again we will uh, it's it's going to be a hell of a run, my friends. We're really enjoying the, hearing the show. I think you can tell by the kind of general giddiness and um, uh, oddly 
upbeat constant humor that we have that it is something that we're uh, reveling in and i think we're trying to do our best to be the kind of people who aren't getting all bent out of shape but everything all the time because that's the easiest thing in the world to do and i don't know if it's any good really uh so hopefully we can distract you further in the weeks to come between now and the end of the season with lots and lots of success along the way i want to say thanks to lisa marie hanahan or say thanks to cam branch always lovely to check in with these guys on a friday evening and do this show and the last thing i will say is if either of you has anything you want to mention just before we finish a final thought either or both or neither feel free to do it i have just one thing i want to say so lisa marie anything you wanted to finish off with no um I- not not particularly. I I did answer the eleventh hour call of of Mr. Drinkle to to do the post match raw for Southampton the other day, and I yes, I enjoyed did. myself. So um so thank you, guy, for letting me step in. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, and um, I apologize for not having mentioned it myself. And uh, good to see you on there on the old raw. Uh, doing the bits it's great it's 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 a very particular show to do and it's a very enjoyable show to do usually and especially in the wake of that kind of results so fair play to you and thanks well you know i knew that i would just have to if nothing else i could just default to bragging mom mode and be able to cover it and i really didn't that much i mean there were a couple moments but how could you not I know, I know. I, just to, 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 to give the listeners a little bit of insight, actually, I did get a tweet from Lisa Marie where she was actually pleased with herself for not indulging the bragging mom thing about Harvey Elliott. That's where we're at with this lady here. Uh, she genuinely chuffed herself for not being too big-headed about how well Harvey did. That's tremendous stuff. Thanks for that, Lisa Marie. Uh, Cam, any final word from yourself, my friend? I'm so glad the Virgil goal was disallowed because there was nothing more glorious than redemption and the last-minute winner and uh, yeah. that celebration at that point was even more glorious. Thank you to the referee who fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I, will not mention, awesome. I will not mention him by name because... We saw what he did in the in the in the week for United, and it says it all. Ugh. Yeah, he he who shall not be named. Uh, it's uh, that's possibly the most gloriously Cambridge note to go out on. Um, vaguely threatening and yet nice. Um, the, 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 the winning combo it's a winning combo sir uh, and I just want to mention uh, that if you are listening to the show and you have not listened to Buzz we are pulling in um, quite the amount of work doing two shows a week and trying to create something that is away from football completely indulging another passion of ours myself and Dave Dave Hendrick in case you're wondering who that is is a, a contributor on AI Pro um, and if you don't know that then you're missing out on a fella who puts in some serious work and serious content that's always excellent so if you have an opportunity to give buzz a listen it's a tv and movie podcast we have high hopes for it it's great ears getting put on it we're very happy with that but it's always nice when it grows so if you get an opportunity and you do like it pass it on tell people about it, let people know let's do something with it and try and grow it it's very much the ambition so i will wrap it up there i've been trev downey you heard lisa marie hannah and you heard cam branch 
This is the Anfield Index podcast. And we'll be back with you, we reckon, very soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.